we needed to do a separate podcast. Yeah, we just we're have, gonna have, to... have you review movies. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we need to have with, with your just... words, with your mouth. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> just call it mouth reviews. Yeah, yeah, you're the only one yeah. who's watched the movie, and yeah. we just sit there yeah. and ask you questions. I have, I have to explain the movie. <laughs> are you? Are you? Are you ready? Funny. Expensive. Whatever. Be happy. Hey everyone, welcome back to The Funny Papers, a show where three 30-somethings share a collective psychosis about the classic 90s cartoon show, Doug. I'm Mike, and with me are my friend Sam. Every moment is a perpetual hell. And Jim. Wet, hot Nickelodeon summer. Today, we cover episode 19, part one of Doug. And if you're following along on YouTube, this is episode 21 for canonical reasons that we've gone into in the past. Uh, In all episodes after the first, Doug was separated into two 12-minute shorts. Episode 19, part one's title is Doug Saves Roger. Okay, so let me give a really quick summary about this uh, episode. And I'm not made doing a bit here. (laughs) <laughs> the entire right. the entire episode is a 33-year-old man spitting on Roger. The entire it happens so many times. Wait, Percy year old Percy Femur, a bully, is 33 years old and is a member of this podcast and he spits on Roger the entire episode. <laughs> who who is it? <laughs> it's impossible to guess. It's not me. I'd never he's do the, that. He's the fourth mic. Oh, <laughs> oh <He's>, no. <laughs> as opposed to the first, second, and third mics, who we've actually know we've only had two of the three mics on the podcast. We should probably get a third at some point. It's the Mike Tolverse. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Welcome everybody. <laughs> so let's let's go into how this episode plays out so we can get into who this mysterious Percy character is. It's uh, Right. It probably is actually just Sam. Uh, So the episode begins uh, in kind of like, as we're accustomed to, kind of like an action stinger of like a fantasy. Um, It shows a door bursting open and then a shadow comes out of it. And like, it's like Roger's shadow running out of double doors, but like Roger's not there, right? It just shows his shadow moving out. Um, and it, it's kind of weird. And he's also trailed by somebody who we don't know yet. It's somebody big, but with the same haircut as Doug, right? Uh, well, we learn when we see Percy that he has a rat tail, which is, I was thinking about this and like this for a 90s show, this show isn't like very aesthetically 90s, but a rat tail <laughs> absolutely is. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Recall, uh, if you're not from the 90s or remember the 90s, uh, do you, what do you guys want to describe what the rat tail that Percy has on his head is? You know how in that god-awful uh, second Star Wars movie, Anakin has a stupid little mini braid hanging off the side of his head? Okay. Like that, only you don't have the full head of hair around it. Sure. It's like it coming out the back of his head. He shaved all of his head except for the part where it's a ponytail, and it's just a tiny little gross thing. And it's a very, like, 
90s uh, <laughs> lower middle class white person thing to do. And he has like a flat top also. He's like a flat top yeah, with a yeah. shaved sides and a rat tail coming out the back. But it will, the reason I say that the shadow though looks like it's Doug's hair though is because it's only a shadow. It only like, it's like a representation of this, right? And you only see like a couple of hairs poking out. So I was thinking that like in this fantasy, it's like Roger kind of running from Doug, right? Yeah, I, I thought know. the same thing too. Yeah. I, I was like, I literally start, oh, Roger gets bullied by buff Doug. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Also, I think that that's our first cue that I don't think this episode actually happened. I think this episode is all in Doug's head. Okay, sure, yeah. that's very clearly the fantasy of what if I was big and strong and I could bully D- Roger. Yeah. But then he'd still run to me for help. Yeah. Well, we also this like looks like an imagination zone sequence, but it actually happens later in the episode. Yeah, like this exact bursting out the door kind of yeah, thing. Yeah, because it's then, like it's like off color, like the uh, imagination zones usually are. But it it's there's no reason for it to be off color. It's just right. they just did it. And also, <laughs> our other big tip is because this does actually happen later in the episode. There has been no time in any of these other action stingers that the thing actually happened in the episode. It's Doug punching up the incredibly mundane nonsense that actually occurred. Right. Whereas in this one, we're expected to believe, no, really, this happened. I was, like, Roger was running terrified and begged me, begged (laughs) me to save him. Yeah. Big strong man, tears in his eyes, and he said, please, please help me, Mr. Funny. And I said, well, okay, sure, we'll look into it very strongly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't I think mean... this show knows what bullies are. Kind of. I think they're very confused as to what a bully does and, like, how he does. Like, bullies are not, they're supposed to be mean and nasty for no reason, but, like, Roger really isn't mean and nasty for no reason. Percy sort of is, but Percy uh, has, like, he just picks Roger out of nowhere. And I, I, it's very confusing, and he doesn't actually, like, ever hit Roger. And boys are supposed to hit people, I guess it's because it's, you know, Nickelodeon. But it's very odd. Yeah. I feel like part of this is our esteemed director, Mr. Jenkins, working through his own issues regarding bullying. But... Ah, it's just strange. Let's actually get into meeting this character because, like, so that we can describe, like, how this is going on once we actually meet him. Um, so, Doug, it, like, we, we, we go to the title card and then we come back from this fantasy and it's, like, Mr. Bone on the announcements, right? Uh, Bone is announcing that his nephew, Percy Femur, is joining the school, right? Uh, and this this is, like, a kind of a strange moment because, like, this would be mortifying for most kids, right? To just like have the assistant principal being like, yeah, my little nephew is going to be one of your classmates, right? Starting in the middle of the school year for no apparent reason. <laughs> maybe, Don't ask maybe why. They let him out of jail. Kind of. That's kind of what happens. <laughs> but, but like, maybe it's the beginning of the school year. We don't know. Right. This <laughs> might, yeah, this might actually be high school now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, we've talked on our previous episodes that Everything in Doug's life is made so much more explicable if you understand it is actually high school. Right, totally. Uh, so anyway, uh, Doug is like, man, well, I remember how much it sucked to be uh, the new kid. Ten years we ago. Should- <laughs> right, yeah. 
in a different reality in, in Dimension X3. Uh, but Doug is like, we should form a welcoming committee. And uh, Skeeter says, well, it looks like Roger's already doing that. Roger, definitely not me. Definitely right. not me, Skeeter Valentine, in my alternate form. Definitely. Uh, and we cut to that alternate form. We cut to, like, Roger gathering some equipment and, like, clearing stuff with his goons as, like, a drill sergeant. Uh, they're getting uh, an extra large spitball. They're getting a burping lunch tray, which is, like, a tray that you... High concept <laughs> gag there. I fucking... I, like, that made me so mad because, like... <laughs> That's n- like what? What? Like that doesn't bully him. That well, just, okay, that's like a it's like a bad whoopee cushion. It's like a n- unnecessarily complicated whoopee cushion. And how would you give that to him? How yeah. would you like? It doesn't make any sense. And like what it is, like they show it. It's a it's a lunch tray with like a plate on it, and there's a button on the tray that you hit the button, and then the plate makes a burping sound. So like, do you give Percy the tray and trust that he will hit the button, or do you sit next to him and hit the button? Like, what is the goal? How does how did you have to get like the cafeteria lady on in on this joke because you have to put it on the stack and he has to pick it up? Like, are you going to like swap it? Are you going to throw? all of his food onto the like new plate while he's going to the bathroom or something like, <laughs> it's it's just, like a... just nonsensical and it's like supposed to be it's supposed to be funny i'd love to be a fly on the wall in the writer's room because i'd love to know what about the first two gags they had they thought was so good that burping lunch tray was acceptable filler to them yeah, like they're doing uh they're doing like a freaking uh mission impossible thing where they like have a bunch of plants in the line lined up to like pass different trays into different spots. But like even this if they got bullying. him this yeah. isn't bullying. Even if they got him the right tray, they have to trust him to hit the button on the side, right? Like what and then, the and then what's the payoff? <laughs> yeah. There's no payoff. Oh he burped. <laughs> At the risk of going back to uh, an old chestnut, the incompetence is baffling in its complexity. I just, I just googled burping lunch tray to see if this is a thing that people have used. It is not. (laughs) You don't say. (laughs) Look, let's just put this to rest. Look, FBI, that's why we googled that, not for any other reasons. Right, it's not a code word. (laughs) Yeah, we're not activating our audience burping, burping lunch tray. Ah, damn, now Brock's gonna go off and, uh... Right, oh, man. But okay, so uh, they also look, uh, and they get a disintegrating homework paper as well, which I guess, like, they would do... Sort of bullying, but it only happens if you crumple it up. If you crumple something up, you're not gonna turn it in, so it's (laughs) pointless. And I guess, like, they would just give Percy paper? Like, they would just be like, here's your paper to do your homework on. Sure, fine. Whatever. Like I said, I don't think they know what bullying is. So, also while they're having this conference, they're in the metal shop. Remember that the elementary school has a fucking metal (laughs) shop, right? They're in the metal shop, which is a wood shop. With no supervision. Right. Recall that the metal shop is full of woodworking tools. There's just like saws on the wall. And also there's a sign in the back that says, watch your back. (laughs) In the metal shop. (sighs) What? (laughs) Ah, man. Come on. (laughs) 
didn't I see know, that. Man. That makes me mad. I yeah. know, right? It's just <sighs> odd. Yeah, oh, that's weird. Yeah, <laughs> oh, weird, huh? But uh, okay, so they're they they cut out of this into Roger and cohort are in the bathroom. And they're just like filling water balloons that they've already written Percy's name on. Sociopathic. <laughs> writing <laughs> writing a dude's name on every water balloon. Sociopathic. Yeah. yeah, that would mean they would have to like stretch them out first, or I don't know. They're just like they're only for you. And like and what? Yeah, and what do do they? Do you think he'll see his name as it's coming towards him? <laughs> this is the part where I'm starting to wonder, okay, are we going back to the weird uh, forest subtext here? Is this Roger has found somebody new who he wants to spend special time with? Right, like Doug is, this like, is jealous. This guy, just, this guy daddy doms him immediately. Oh, yeah, <laughs> completely. So, like, yeah. Roger says, like, after one of his minions says, uh, he's here, he's here, and... And Roger's response is, Excuse me, suckers. I've got to give little Percy a big wet hello. Yeah. And then Roger's minion chimes in as we see Percy for the first time with a, He's huge. And okay, there's some subtext going on here, team. <laughs> I don't even have to say anything. He was even saying like, Oh, what's the matter, funny? You feeling left out? Yeah. I don't know. So this is this is yeah, this is where we first see our first view of Percy. Uh he rolls up and he's just like he's got this like gruff voice. He's like, hey man, hey, I'm Percy. And he like he's like, hey, is this for me? He like asks for the water balloon and grabs it. Like, could you Percy? give us Percy's lines in a Mrs. Big Head voice? <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> oh, is this for me? Roger. Suck it's my amazing. dick, Roger. <laughs> Give me a big wet hello, Roger. <laughs> no. Oh. no. It's, it's not but that far it's... off as the following clip will demonstrate. Yo, my name's Beamer. Percy Beamer. And and we see that like in this, Percy is like a big dude. Uh he's he's got like a fucking 33 up nose. years old. Yeah, he's got it's like me. a he's got that rat tail that we talked about. He wears like camo pants and he wears like a British commando sweater, like the command the sweater that like Bradford wears in XCOM. Right? Hell yeah. With like the dumb little shoulder pads and shit. Exactly. Really yeah, that's the British commando sweater. That's um, so dumb. I love it. And, okay, so this is the part where I saw something that reframed the entire episode for me, right? Um, I thought to myself, I was like, who is this character? Like, what are they doing here? Like, what is this voice? What is this face? What is this aesthetic? And I realized it. It's the fucking Punisher. This is yes. the Punisher crossover episode. Yes. <laughs> that makes and, perfect sense. And we've talked about this. You remember how, like, in Archie comics, there was the Punisher crossover episode. We're like, when is the Punisher coming to Bluffington? Here it is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah I, 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 I'd have something more to add, but that's completely accurate. Just the Punisher. Yeah. His face is but, absolutely drawn like a fucking Marine. So, yeah. Yeah. And, and Percy like, Femur is just dumb Iron Age enough that I could believe that it was a Punisher's Frank alias. Frank Castle, Percy Femur. Yeah. Yep. And he and he's got same the, he's cadence, got the voice. Same stupid. <laughs> yeah. God <laughs> name. Same inexplicable decision that I have to make the world's wrongs right by just killing an awful lot of poor people. <laughs> oh, God. 
But like in this, he's even like, you know, he's punishing the bully, you know, because the whole deal is he shows up and he like he like immediately decides that, okay, it's time to bully Roger. And like his motivation, I guess, from the start was that he saw that Roger had a water balloon with his name on it. Right. And he was like, okay, well, therefore, I'm going to beat up you. I'm going to be your bully because you thought you were going to bully me. So like, is Percy supposed to be? good in this aspect like he's because he's 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 like showing himself as like a force of justice almost right right like, I, like yeah. it's it's really the, the messaging is very confusing because doug it even literally says at first i thought the things percy was doing were just what roger had coming but the more i saw the more i didn't like which implies that a little bullying is okay yeah i think <laughs> Like, this is why I go back to the this is all psychosexual nightmare shit, because at first, Doug thinks, oh, good, finally, someone else showing Roger what for. And then, oh, I kind of miss it. Baby, (laughs) baby, come back. Right. No, he's spending all his time with the new guy. I, I don't know. Like, I think it's just important to frame this, though, as like, He's sort of maybe maybe they're doing a big brain commentary on the Punisher as a whole, right? It's entirely maybe, possible. It's like it's like okay, it's it's good to punish the bad, but then when you go too hard, then too much punish is bad, <laughs> right? If you if you look too far into the void, then it encompasses you, right? Yes. Because, like even when Roger is getting bullied by Percy, like. Everyone's laughing. Doug is laughing. Skeeter is laughing, right? Like, everyone, even Roger's minions are laughing, right? Yes. <laughs> Roger's yeah. min- I mean, they have a numbers advantage on him, too. It's just like, they they abandon their leader at the first side of trouble, which I guess yeah, but- is in, in, in character for bullies. Sure. Yes. And the also- thing is, though, I don't have any sympathy for Roger because he's the bully. Like, yeah. he's right. the enemy. Like, this whole thing is just, like, flat emotionally. There's no setup for Percy. I don't care if Roger's getting bullied. Like, <laughs> like what am I supposed to do with this? Yeah, right. no, this is all very awkwardly structured. You feel like, all right, on the one hand, ha-ha, Roger's getting bullied. On the other hand, well, wait, but bullying is still wrong. But we are still laughing at it. Yeah. So, uh... Very confused. I don't know what the message is supposed to be, but I'm a dumb guy, so. Yeah. There's a very (laughs) complex relationship between Doug Funny slash Jim Jenkins and authority running through this whole thing. Yeah, I mean, because remember, Doug is like... He is subservient to authority. Doug always is, right? And in this, I guess Percy is becoming the new authority. And so Doug is subservient to him. And as a chain, so while he's a fan of the guy who makes him feel bad suffering, that is a change and therefore must be opposed regardless. Oh, so Doug is like, has a lot of internal conflict here. Yeah. Yeah. Really quick, does Percy live with Fentruck? Uh, I guess he would. Because Fentruck lives at Mr. Bones' house, and remember, dear I mean, that- viewers, Fentruck is the foreign exchange student from a couple episodes ago, and he's living well, at Mr. Bones' house. Where is Percy living? We will see Fentruck a grand total of one other time ever. <laughs> so I think it's safe yeah. to assume that while Fentruck is off casting his dark magics, this guy is being stored in his room for the quarter of an episode he will exist. 
Sure. I, I think also, I mean, okay, Percy might still live with, like, parents, right? So he is Mr. Bone's nephew. So this is, stands to reason that, like, Mr. Bone is, like, a sibling of one of his parents, and maybe one of them lives in the town. However, Percy just transferred from a different school, so that school is probably in a different town. What did he his- get kicked out of that school from? Don't ask questions. Right, because there's only one... Well, no, we learn, because of the last episode in the show, like, one of the last episodes, we'll get to it when we get to it, but we learn that, like, Percy wasn't kicked out. He was just brought here, right? Like, Bone just, like, decided that he was going to go to this school now. What the hell? Yeah, there's no setup. It's very strange. It's like, what? Like, I think they try and make the gag. They try and make the setup that, like, Percy was kicked out for being a delinquent. That, like, maybe he was in, like, military school or something, right? But then, but, yeah, why would Bone be surprised about him, like, being a fuck up? It doesn't yeah. make any sense. And, and it seems like Mr. maybe Mr. Bone is like, oh, I'll give you a chance because I know you're a good kid inside. But, like, or, like, at least I have a feeling that you're inside. But that is also undercut by the last line of the episode. I guess... Should we just say what the last line is? No, right no, now? we'll get there and we get there, and it's just okay. so weird. Yeah, man, God. Okay, so anyway, so this is all from just this is all Glean, just like from the beginning shot of seeing Percy, right? Because he like throws the water balloon back at Roger, and he's like, "Oops, <laughs> right?" And now you're like, wet. <laughs> right. That's all and he like, does. He gets he just gets Roger wet. That's the yeah. all the bullying. Never no f- violence, nothing. Just spitting on him and throwing water on him. <laughs> well, there is the one moment of s- sort of violence that happens later. Yeah, but like, okay, yeah, he does a bunch of like he throws a bunch of like water balloons at him. He like sprays him with water. He also like what? Okay. Maybe I'm stupid, and I am stupid, but, like, as a, like... As are we all. Right, right, right. Like, what is a spitball? Like, what is it made out of? I never saw one in school. Spit and paper. Yeah, you... You just chew on paper? Yes. That sounds so gross. It is. That's, in fact, the idea. Oh, okay. I'm stupid. That's why being hit with one sucks. (laughs) It's because it's gross. Yeah, it's just... It's basically just complicated spitting on somebody. Okay, it's spitting on somebody through a vessel. You put yes. it into a shell. Yes. <laughs> okay. Which Skunky Beaumont can provide you the complicated equations to make a perfect right. one. Right, we did learn that Skunky Beaumont knows the mathematical equations for the perfect spitball. Maybe maybe Skunky Beaumont is like the arms dealer for Percy. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Okay, but like... Okay, so then we just kind of cut from this. Uh, like, well, Doug is like, yeah, oh, now Roger will find out what it felt like all those times he bullied us, right? And it shows like a fantasy flashback of Doug remembering times that Roger <laughs> has done bullying. Except for but one of one, them is just, yeah, it's just straight yeah. up the fantasy that Doug had once. Yeah, one of them is from, no, it's not even like a fantasy. It was from the thing that he drew in his Quailman comic. He drew Roger releasing a frog into the science class. And that's one of the things that he's holding against him. Yeah, he's holding his own fantasies against Roger. (laughs) Like, that's your other indicator that this is all happening in Doug's head. None of this was real. Yeah, it's like... 
It's like, what the fuck? Like, it's been, it's like one of those things where it's like, I don't know. He just, he's holding his own creations of his own world against Roger. He's saying that you're bad because of something I thought you might do once. It's like, I wrote you doing in a story where you brain drained our entire class to share incorrect science trivia (laughs) answers for. Yeah. Why didn't they just show Doug thinking about Roger taking the class over with a brain drain? Or just draw a new gag. Like, it's not, uh, it's an animation show. You can draw literally whatever you want. It doesn't have to be a clips. Or draw a clip that he rarely did, that he actually did. (laughs) Remember that time you brainwashed the entire country into obeying your sinister schemes, Roger? Right. Yeah, it just it just shows him spinning huh? the wheel of snacks as Klotzenstein and Doug's like, oh man, Roger will finally get what's coming to him. <laughs> oh, so weird. But and then the other one he recalls is when like they were on the camping trip and he raised Doug's underwear up the flagpole. Which like Also I mean, not bullying. Was, well, that's bullying, but that's it's the bullying. weird nineties antiseptic kind of bullying. Like, well, if you see your underwear on a flagpole, it's just like, okay. I mean, we, we <laughs> talked about this on that episode on Nature Dom's Doug. Maybe, oh, maybe this is like Doug reminiscing fondly about yeah. the time. <laughs> now he'll see what it's like. Oh, no. <laughs> Finally, Danny gets a turn. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, and no. that's the episode title. Yeah, no. <laughs> oh my god so uh, then it cuts to like rogers walking down the hall with like a sign on his back that says i'm a doofus and as he passes people they tell him hey roger you have a sign on your back and one of the people who he passes can't see the sign yet but says you have a sign on your back <sighs> Seems like that'd be easy to to, to not fuck up, but he's sure, we are. yeah. We're all, Dream we're logic. Space is sick. Doug can yeah. see it, therefore everyone can see it. <laughs> right, right. Doug, the one who's imagining and drawing this in his notebook, can see it. Yes. Doug has a thousand pairs of eyes. Right. <laughs> yeah but like and percy's also following him and just like then shoots spitballs at him and throws water on him and here comes a jumbo size load roger (laughs) (laughs) jumbo size (laughs) oh man and like i'm okay like i'm really curious about percy's endgame here like is what's his rationale for doing this? Is is he trying to be a force of justice? Like I, mean, I know he's just an elemental force of bullying. Yeah, you are giving okay. the concept of Percy way too much credit. I'm trying to because I really think he's being the Punisher, right? Like I'm trying to. I think I'm trying to big brain him too much. I'm trying to think about like why. What is his motivation? Is it vengeance? Like if we want to go for full. Punisher on this one, his motivation is to fill up the hole inside of him that has been made of all these many traumas by inflicting (laughs) violence on those who also inflict violence on people. Like, the Punisher, if you play him accurate, well, not accurate, but if you play the Punisher straight as opposed to for comedic effect, the Punisher's whole deal is that this is a horrible, broken person, Mm -hmm. and ultimately... The Punisher's ideal day is the day he finally gets to turn the gun on himself, but he can't do that because there's so much evil in the world. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Correct. That is why, if you're big into the Punisher as like, hell yeah, this is a guy to emulate, 
No, the entire conceit of this is this is someone who was broken and who will never be fixed. <sighs> yeah, Damn. you need to, you have to have, you almost always have to have like a supporting character on a Punisher story because he's just a, a force. Like he's just like, sort of like the Joker. He's just an elemental force of vengeance. Okay. Yes. And this guy is an elemental force of really shitty bullying. Yeah, <laughs> just being a prick for no apparent reason to anything that looks like it might offer you any kind of hostility. And okay. it's possible to do a character like that okay if you lean in and make it clear that, no, this person is totally hollow, this is all they have. But, um... This is not a good show. This is a bad show. And so this is just a guy who he's just a gigantic font of malevolence for no fucking reason. Well, I mean, and, okay, and he's being malevolent toward the character we're not supposed to like. So it's like, well, <laughs> all right. <laughs> right. Yeah. I, I wonder how many people watch this episode. Sort of like how you say people watch The Punisher and they're like, oh, boy, this guy's cool and I like him. I wonder how many people watch the show and was like, damn, Percy's cool. Uh, me. Oh, I, did. I think he's cool. This <laughs> is <laughs> oh, a pro-Percy well, podcast. <laughs> well, unfortunately for you, Doug says, Maybe Roger can be annoying, but Mr. Bone's nephew was just plain mean. <laughs> I'm sorry, I have to take us back for a second because I just realized something very important. Sam, what is the abbreviation for Pro Percy Podcast? PPP. PPPPP. I don't get it. Moving on. It's urine, folks. Oh, my God. So, we are smarter than this. We can do better than this. No, I cannot. We don't need to sink to this base level. Yes, I do. Yeah. Let me put down my monocle and stare you directly in the eye. <laughs> what are you putting the monocle you, down into? Into a proper monocle container where it won't get dirty or scratched. Okay, good. A jar of urine. <laughs> no. <laughs> yes. You can do better. <laughs> Say something smart right now. I'm TP. sorry, the old... Yeah, <laughs> TP on my winky. Moving on. <laughs> I tried, folks. <laughs> I tried. So, uh, yeah, so Doug is like... Uh, they, 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 they then cut from this to... The dog is just like walking down the street with Porkchop, and he's telling Porkchop about the situation. <laughs> oh, just wait. Imagine, <laughs> imagine somebody doing wait, this in real wait, life. Wait, it's wait, wait. Really we skipped funny. over something that's kind. Two things I thought were kind of relevant. What's One, that? there's a sequence where uh, Percy is bullying Roger, and he sees that Mr. Bone is coming, and so he just pulls back for a second, and Mr. Bone fucking pets him. <laughs> like just He's a good boy a good little boy <laughs> and then there's a follow-up sequence where they're at lunch and uh percy immediately grabs roger by the head and slams his head into the uh like lunch tray and a bunch of beats <laughs> the question of what the fuck is lunch made of comes to mind because there is a red cylinder with a white topping a bunch of indistinct pink crinkle cut things that i assume are beets and then a bunch of indistinct brown sauce. Roger then grabs his own face, tears off most of the brown sauce, and 
the uh, pink crinkle cut things and throws them on the floor in great unhappiness. Well, so it's funny you say that, Jim, because if you look in the background, you can see a very typical Doug joke, which tells you what today's lunchroom specials are. Oh, uh, no. and, and they are none of those things. <laughs> the things that are the lunchroom specials are, they're numbered. There's one, ham, two, cheese, and three, ham cheese. And that's it. <laughs> Uh, (laughs) i'm not kidding you that is written Mm, in the back that is it is extremely boring it's painful (laughs) i i just made a joke about the letters p p p that took more fucking effort (laughs) no it didn't are you fucking kidding me it's a background like Nobody's ever gonna see this. You are human beings with thoughts, desires, hopes, dreams, all that good bullshit. You can put some better gag in the backdrop. Look, they know that only idiots like us pause the video to watch it. Recall are, they do- are they punishing us? Yes. <laughs> Retroactively, yes. Jenkins Walkers. is the punisher. We're being owned! We're being owned! We talked about how Jenkins might be able to see all time streams at once. Son of a bitch. (laughs) And so we I've lost a round to Jim Jenkins. Son of a bitch. Somewhere, somewhere in the 90s, uh, Jim Jenkins' eyes light up and he high fives his co worker and he doesn't know why. I'll get you yet, old man. See if I don't. <laughs> uh, we, we will debate you on, on good we, jokes. We will debate you with facts, reason, and our local Percy Femur stand-in. <laughs> debate me, coward. <laughs> oh, man. But okay. So, yeah, we, we see that, like, Percy is, like subservient to mr bone he's like oh yeah mr oh yeah uncle lamar i was just making friends with the local kids right and mr bone's like you're a good boy uh i love petting my nephew (laughs) who doesn't but uh so anyway so we cut back out of this to telling pork chop the story of what happened like normal people do which is really weird because it's not like Doug needs to recap us on anything. It's not like and it's not like Porkchop has featured at any other point in this story. Or you could just have Skeeter with him. Like, <laughs> no, you can't. I... Roger shows up later in the same scene. <laughs> right. But like, it's it's like okay. The point of this is to remind the viewer of the stakes, right? But we just saw them. <laughs> right, just... yeah, you don't need to recap a, an episode you're currently taking part in. <laughs> and not even that you're currently taking part in, that the previous scene established. Yeah, like, I could maybe see this if it was, uh, okay, there's a commercial break, except for if you come back for the commercial break and uh, Doug saying, well, that's what happened, Porkchop. Wait, what just happened? A series of ads for Ghostbusters-themed <laughs> Capri yeah. Sun? Good, actually. <laughs> it's called Ecto Cooler, thank you. <laughs> yeah, idiot. Actually, wait, that, 
Yeah, I don't know what the fuck the Nickelodeon. Wait, no, were. Ecto Cooler was not Capri Sun. It was High C. Yes, fucking owned you. <laughs> no, I said it was High C. Fuck off. <laughs> All right, we tied dildo. this round. We we have done our DBZ clash beam and both and both survived <laughs> and and stand in the dirt panting at each other and making monologues. <laughs> That means it's time for me to narrate for the next 15 minutes so the animators oh God, don't I'm, have to do anything. I'm not tired anymore. Let me narrate. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, unfortunately, uh, it is time for me to do that because this next bit did set me off. Great. Like, Roger is in the bushes and uh, denies that he's afraid. Like, he's hiding in the bushes and uh, pops out when uh, he hears his name mentioned. And uh, he's in denial that he's afraid. Doug says that... Why don't you just tell Mr. Bone about all the things Percy's doing to you? No! I mean, do you think Bone would believe anything rotten I said about his precious nephew? And that's a very good point. Jim Jenkins is tiptoeing around something incredibly dark and a real problem. That being, if Roger goes out and says that Mr. Bone... Your nephew's doing this awful shit to me. Mr. Bone, in most uh, actual real-world cases, tells Roger, I don't fucking believe you, Klotz. Get out of my office. But (laughs) he ends up doing that anyway. Like, that's the end of the episode. Yep. Like, Roger is completely right to say that, no, I'm not going to be believed. And Doug's response is, I don't know. I'm a from a nice. I'm a nice kid at the same school who goes to a nice part of town and has parents who have a house filled with pictures of their own house. I'm fine. But like this is undercut. Like this is not real though, because Bone yes. does believe Roger. Roger. Yes. Roger's just afraid because he gets in trouble a lot. Yeah, and because Roger gets in trouble every day, he's the perfect selection for a victim. There is nobody who will believe him <sighs> if he says something bad is happening to him. Uh, I don't, I don't like that at all. <laughs> I don't like it either, but it ain't wrong. Oh no, man! I, this is what dude. happens when you have somebody who was the meek little uh, subservient kid who, who like Jim Jenkins has been very forthright that Doug is based on him. This is what happens when he tries to write a power fantasy because he is imagining this is a version of events where he stood up to a bully, sorta, kinda, and his bully ended up liking him. It never happened. It never would happen. This is a fantasy within a fantasy, and as a result, no two parts of it fit together. Ah, but, like, okay, but Doug eventually does stand up. You're saying that when he stands up to Roger, like, he tries to help Roger, and then Roger would like him? Yes. So I guess he's done that before. He's tried that before. And nothing and like, changed because, again, change is impossible. Well, what about the time when Sundere Roger threw him a party for living here for a well, year? We agreed maybe. in that episode that also did not happen. That was a fantasy. You could tell because yeah. it was a party exclusively for Doug and Porkchop. Judy was there right. and she didn't get the party. <laughs> That's true. That is definitely fake. Everybody's going to throw a big old party just for me. (laughs) Well, maybe this episode, maybe this fantasy took place earlier in the timeline than that fantasy. That would make, if this episode (laughs) took place earlier in the timeline than that fantasy, 
that would kind of make it all make sense. But alas, yeah. it did not. We know per the iron laws of canon. And it didn't even take place. We could even have that discussion because, like, the canon is so fucked up now with, like, which episode came where. Like, if that one came first in production, if this one came first in production than the other one, then that would make sense. But nope. <laughs> nope. <laughs> I don't know, man. Uh, but yeah, so so Roger is just like, oh, man, well, I got to get away from Percy. And then Percy stomps up on him and says, like, hey, you nice foliage, but I think you might need some pruning. Cool. Yeah, okay. And, like, Roger tells him, like, hey, Percy, your shoe's untied, and then runs away while Percy looks down. So I, I think in this, Roger is a more brainy character than quail man <laughs> right? this is the first time i think in doug that they've ever set something up and then there's a payoff true <laughs> right because because, because later work. yeah later when doug's about to get creamed by percy he goes oh there's mr bone behind you and percy doesn't believe it but actually there he's there yeah. right right so, so i think this is the first time they've ever like done a payoff so kudos but it's yeah. funny because the, the two times when 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 Percy believes him is Roger saying it, and then time he doesn't yeah. believe him. <laughs> right? Thing. They still they still sore fuck it up because it's not the same character. But yeah, but I'll give him credit. I'm, yeah, I'm so desperate. Effort. I'm so desperate to latch on to something. Yes. <laughs> this is where we are. <laughs> Basic oh, understanding of narrative structure does occur. So hooray! Right, right. Uh, it's the only thing in this episode that ties together at all. Yeah. Yeah, I suppose. Except for, I guess, like, I mean, they did set up that he doesn't wear shoes with laces, and then Roger's like, your shoes untied. He's like, it looks down. He's like, I have boots on. I'm a big dummy. <laughs> right? Big strong boy. <laughs> big boy. He's a good boy that Uncle Blamar likes. Oh, man. But yeah, so he's like, oh, you can run class, but I'll, you can't hide. I'll see you tomorrow. And then Percy turns to Doug and says, you can count on that. It's like, <laughs> All right. he's, he's telling Doug that he's promising to bully Roger. A like, silent protector. Doug, yeah, of course. He's being, he, maybe he recognizes in this that Roger was Doug's bully. And he's like, I'm your savior. I'm the punisher, right? I'm doming him now. <laughs> God. Oh, but yeah, so Doug like... Starts to feel more and more bad for Roger. And then, like, Percy does the thing. He, like, cuts the next day. And, like, Percy does, like, the Hertz donut joke to Roger. And Say, Klotz, you want a Hertz donut? Sure, Percy. Why not? <laughs> Hertz donut. Get it? <laughs> Why, sure I do. I don't know what that is. <laughs> yeah, I believe you inherently, which I guess is how Doug treats Roger when Roger bullies him. Yeah, if you want, to, if you want just a little sample of my Doug brain, like I forget my mother's birthday one out of every three years, but I can remember the Hertz donut joke from this episode with crystal clarity. <laughs> <laughs> nice. We got our priorities in line here, folks. Right. Yeah. Good brain. I we like understand it. what matters. Oh man. But then, okay, so after Roger gets hurt by this, Roger calls Percy a big goon, and Percy gets very mad and says, no one calls me a goon. <laughs> Does goon mean something other than what I think it means? I know, I was thinking, is it, I was like, thinking is it, what you guys think. 
<laughs> I don't know. I think it was just like an insult, I guess. Yeah. That something, which is so funny because do you want to say, Sam, like what we associate that word with? Not really. No. <laughs> I'll say the internet is a terrible place and should not be enjoyed by anyone. Users of the something awful forums. <laughs> Can be referred to as goons. goons. And I think that's what Percy is saying here. He's like, how dare you yeah. say that? <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm not a neckbeard. I work out. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I don't know a whole lot about video games. <laughs> I'm not otaku. I, I don't make photoshops. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god <laughs> yeah percy is definitely just no i think maybe percy's being outed as a goon here <laughs> i do not post online how dare you yeah Where percy's, is he like, percy's definitely a fortune by the way <laughs> no, he's not a goon yeah, yeah he's like he's gonna he's, like, he's gonna be on like pole and posting just the worst the worst possible things He's like quickly deleting his browser history. He's also he's also the second white character in the series. Like yeah. just, he has the same skin tone as Doug. I guess Bone is too, right? Well, Bone has like a more a darker complexion. Yeah, Bone has more of an orangey. Bone is more fantasical looking. Though the fact I that see. the uh face the fact that the only three white characters we have our protagonist and his family, we yeah. have the voice of authority at school and uh, the voice of authority's nephew who is a in- brutal incarnation of that same authority so do you think they're all like sh- like kind of like a holy trinity of like the mind of like who is behind this like, like this is a, like they are the three faces of what is authoritative there is authority as in formal authority familial authority and violent authority Oh, shit. Kinda, yeah. And wait, so what is Doug, then? Is Doug, is the, Doug, Doug is the... Doug is Adam. <laughs> yeah, Doug is the perspective. Doug is the norm. Doug is the middle into which we all must meet to make the go- the average person, me, Jim Jenkins, feel comfortable. Doug is the avatar of peace. Yeah, D- <laughs> not even the avatar of peace. Doug is the ultimate authority of... The authority of perspective. All things must be filtered through this dipshit's understanding of them. Interesting. Huh. Okay. So, man, that... But how fucked up is that that those things are the white characters? Yeah. <laughs> like, how fucked up is that? There's a bunch of weird bullshit go Like, I said back at the start, there's a bunch of weird power dynamic stuff going on here that I... Yeah. You could probably go real deep on this, but the problem is that you'd have to almost go minute by minute completely independently because it keeps on switching around. Yeah. Oh, man. Well, so yeah, so Percy is just like chasing after Roger after being called a, a forum user. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> Roger I only use Twitter. <laughs> yeah. Don't read my posts. Don't dox me. <laughs> but um, so... Roger, like, he catches up with Roger, and he's like, Roger tells him that, hey, look, the circus is in town, and Percy immediately buys it, right? uh, He's just like, what, where, what? (laughs) Huh? It's shaped like a joke. Where are the clowns? I want to see the clowns! (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) 
<laughs> oh, boys, the clowns. <laughs> is my other uncle, Uncle Happy in this? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> maybe uh, uh, maybe he is related to Doug. Maybe, maybe. he actually is Uncle Happy's kid. <laughs> yeah. oh, his Ooh. dad is Uncle Happy. <laughs> Happy femur. It all makes sense now. <gasps> Funny Bone. <laughs> yes. Yes. Oh my God. Because Bone, Doug Funny, Mr. Bone, and they're all related. Funny Bone, fucking Happy. F- Jesus Christ, Uncle. His dad is Uncle Happy. <laughs> yep. Yep. Also explains why he's 33 and Doug is 11. His <laughs> Uncle Happy is long since dead, but... Uh, oh, oh, my geez. God. Yeah, that's his fucking... Holy shit, and that further contextualizes the line at the end of the episode. Yes, 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 now it finally tracks. Oh my god. Okay, okay, okay. I have a fever and I'm sweating. Let's, let's that's <laughs> my, usual. I, I have double vision. <laughs> I think I have cataracts brutal. now. Okay, okay, okay. So calm we, we down, forward. take a nice soothing drag off your mask, and let's keep going. <laughs> right. So we move forward, and uh, this is where, like, the real-life version of the fantasy from the beginning of the episode happens. Uh, Roger is, like, pleading with Doug. He's like, please, you gotta hide me, funny. Percy's gonna cream me. And Doug whispers to Roger, and he shoves him in a random person's locker. And, like, he doesn't know whose locker it is. This is how we know for a fact it's a fantasy, because this is absolutely... Doug fantasizing, man, I get to cram Roger in a locker and he'll thank me for it. <laughs> True. <laughs> and, and also it's weird because these lockers, they don't have like a safety release inside. The lock is not built into the locker. Basically, it's that they have like, a, a, you know, one of those loop bike locks just wrapped around the door. So Roger's trapped in there. Right? Yeah, oh, yeah. Like, <laughs> he can't open this door. He's done. <laughs> um, But okay, so... The uh, Percy finally comes in. And he's just like, "Beat it, shrimp! I got a cream clots." And uh, yeah, that's, they love saying that. Yeah, <laughs> I fucking love that word. <laughs> they sure do. Beat it, shrimp! I got a cream clots. Ha <laughs> ha! Cream clots. That's good. It almost sounds like what we had for lunch, doesn't it? Uh, sorta. <laughs> the improv master, Doug Funny. <laughs> Uh, yeah, he's just like you can hear. You can hear like in his mind, he's like high fiving himself. He's like, "Nice one, dude!" Uh, <laughs> like Quail Man is high fiving Smash Adams. It's funny that this is his fantasy because this is that's the best he could come up with, like pre planning the fantasy. <laughs> but here's the thing: he is standing up to a bully for the first time ever, albeit in his tiny baby ass way. Right. And of course, Percy decides that like after Doug says. Why don't you stop bullying Roger? Then Percy just says, Yeah, good idea. Instead, I'll bully you. Extremely predictable. (laughs) It's redirecting the elemental force of bullying. Yeah. Well, I think it's like, okay, it's like in Punisher stories where when someone gets in the Punisher's way, now that person's the enemy, right? Yep. Yeah. Like, that happens. It's like, it's like it wasn't there that, that whole deal with, like, Punisher and Daredevil in the Marvel series, right? Where it's like Daredevil got in Punisher's way and therefore yeah, then, he wanted he, to shoot they him. They bonked Daredevil on the head and tied him up. Not, <laughs> not sexually. <laughs> 
<laughs> so that's what happens in this episode yeah. too. Is that is that Doug Completely gets in the way sexual. of Percy? I vaguely <laughs> remember there was an entire episode of the Spider-Man cartoon that had a Punisher crossover, and they actually yes, there was. And I remember there being a uh, entire like a go to commercial break uh, tension heightener of like. The Punisher's been told, no more violent takedowns, you psychopath. And there, there's an entire go-to-commercial tension riser of the Punisher has fired a bunch of missiles at Spider-Man and the guy whose handlers just like, oh no, oh no, oh no, they're armed. Ah, oh, dang, ah, oh, beans. And of course, Spider-Man gets out of it. But at least in that one, it's treated as, no, seriously, Punisher's gonna fucking kill people. That's what he does. What's funny about that show, just a little tidbit, is that they couldn't draw real guns. They had to do, like, fanciful, because, like, it was, like, censored or whatever. Oh. So the Punisher had to have, like, a st- a lasers. That's They had to give him an entire armament of space lasers. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. I mean, that's why, like, G.I. Joe had to use lasers. Right? Yes, correct. Yeah. Behold. I my- guess that's fine. <laughs> Behold, my highly advanced futuristic weapon. A gun. Yeah. I don't know. Well, in this, the weapon is uh, giving Doug a knuckle sandwich at three o'clock at the playground, right? Um, and and so Roger just like jumps out of the locker and he's like, "Hey, thanks, man," and runs away. Uh, this is supposed to be treated as like, "Oh, he's not," you know, "he's he's not going to do anything for Doug." Doug put his neck out, whatever, right? So, and again, they're actually like setting up a thing. They're yeah. actually setting up tension, which is new, and they're new at it, and they're doing an okay job. <laughs> <laughs> You're getting there, buddy. Um, yeah, they're getting there. Uh, well, so anyway, they go to the playground, and like Doug is like, "Man, I can't believe." He's like, "I suck. It sucks that Roger left." And Skeeter's like, "Yeah, well, at least I'm here. That's what friends are for." So. The two sides have shifted back, right? Skeeter's been strangely absent for most of this episode because he's been inside of Roger. Now Roger is out of the picture and mysteriously Skeeter's back. Uh Uh-huh. Not doing anything, but he's there. Right, he's there for support. He has band-aids for when Doug gets his ass kicked. I fucking hated that line so much. Yeah. (laughs) Why? It's like, it was played as a joke, but it's not a joke. Uh, Hey, Doug, after Percy destroys you, do you want the plain white bandages or the ones with the little bunnies on them? God damn it, that just pissed me off so... Like, because is the joke him being flippant? But but he's not being flippant because he's there for support. We know that. It's It's just a throwaway... It's such a bad throwaway line. I think it's just like, hey, it, wouldn't it be funny if Doug wore the, the band-aids the band-aid with little bunnies on him? He's a little baby man. Ha, ha. Yeah. He's got yeah. little bunnies <laughs> on him. Again. I like the I like the ones with bunnies on him better. <laughs> I mean, yes, granted. <laughs> They're I wear the ones with Muppets on them. <laughs> you like the ones with Pokemon on Absolutely <laughs> unrelated sidebar. Can you imagine what a nightmare it is making Band-Aids in the Doug universe? Because in the our universe, they immediately, they made Band-Aids that were designed to look relatively blend in on white people flesh. And then eventually they realized, oh wait, we should probably like at least make some that are similarly, that are differently colored. Do they have to have an entire, like, the Band-Aid aisle has to have an entire rainbow in the Doug verse? Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Or do you think well, they're all maybe... still the color of Doug? Probably, <laughs> Probably. Still the color That's, of Doug. They're almost certainly all still the color of Doug, actually. Yeah, okay. <laughs> or they, and some of them have little bunnies on them. Yes. <laughs> oh, man. Okay, well, 
Doug is just like, he. Percy shows up and Doug tries to parlay with him and ask if they can instead play checkers or horseshoes or tic-tac-toe. Yeah. Doug says, don't you think it's a stupid for us to fight over nothing? Which is a better deconstruction of Doug than anything we've ever done. Yeah, <laughs> how so? Like, don't you think it's stupid for us to fight over nothing? Yeah, it is. You yeah. got it. <laughs> In fact, the entire premise of this episode is really stupid, Doug. <laughs> yeah. Why are you doing um, any of this, Doug? Why is this happening? Why is any of this? Yeah, why is Percy at the school? Like, how did he get here? I, why is whatever. he bullying everyone? Why is <laughs> no, he, he's why only he, bullying Why can he one. only bully one person at a time? Yeah. Like, what, what? Why? Why? Why is he 33 years old? Well, why okay. is he on this okay. podcast? Hold up, hold up, hold up. It's because we know that... Uh, so, okay, we just decided that Percy is, like, sort of the same elemental force as Doug. Like, a, 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 a sort of authority lens, yes. right? And we know that Doug can only focus on one thing at a time. Oh. Like when, Doug gets some, when Doug gets something in his head, he can only view that one thing. When he Doug hears liver and onions, it's liver and onions only, right? <laughs> yeah. So So, when Percy sees Roger as the enemy, he can only focus focus on Roger then Doug gets in the way he can only focus on Doug right all right I think and this is why in the original immediate intro stinger why we only why we saw like the Doug haircut in the shadow it's Doug yeah it's Doug imagining an alternate universe where he had any kind of violent power and how he would attempt to oppose himself yeah it, like Percy, and as we discussed, Percy is definitely like a power fantasy for Doug, yeah. right? And and then at the end, when Doug realizes that he's bad, that's when Percy is banished, right? Yes. But yes. he realized that actually being Percy would suck ass. Yeah. Then Percy ceases it. to be. Because yes. we'll like, actually that happens right now, so let's get right to it. Yeah, yeah. Basically, like Doug does the Roger tactic of, "Hey, look over there," but he's actually being serious because Doug can't lie and he's an idiot. And he says, "Like, hey, look over there. It's Uncle Mister Bone." And and Percy's like, "No, it's not. Ha ha." And then Bone shows up and like tweaks his ear and says, "You're going." He's he says he says you're going back to your old school, which tells me that he wasn't kicked out, right? You're going back to your old school. Why did you leave your old school? Yeah, like he wasn't kicked out because otherwise he couldn't go back, right? And Bone and, calls him bad seed. Yes, that's the line. That's the line that I was yeah. always saying. It's like things are textualized. He says, you're from bad seed, you know that? And like that, so if he's Uncle Happy's son. You come from <laughs> clown penis, young man. <laughs> and you just come from a horrible monster man. <laughs> Who likes masks a lot. Yeah. You come from the creator of the mask. You are bad scene. <laughs> you are. I mean, he is an elemental force, so yeah. Yeah, yeah. I think that's the only way we can track that because the alternative is that Lamar Bone either calling his brother or his brother in law just a yes. real piece of shit. Yeah, exactly. It's also funny that, like, does. I mean, Mr. Bone knew he was a bad guy. Yeah, so, like, and also, hold on. Yeah. Imagine the moment where, like, just. We know for a fact that he's not a real person. We know that Percy Femur is just an imagined character. But pretending yeah. for a moment that he was an 11 year old and not a 33 year old sent into the universe to bully Roger and Doug, imagine an authority figure is grabbing you, dragging you off, and saying, By the way, did you know your dad sucks shit? Yeah, what really? What the hell is your reaction to that? And. 
Especially when, like, most through most of this episode, Percy, uh, uh, Mr. Bone has been, like, very affectionate toward Percy. Yeah. Right? Also, and, uh, would like to know here that Percy hasn't technically done anything yet. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's he right before he creams, uh, creams Doug. It's, yeah. like, right yeah. before. So, like, wow. The anticipation is Why are we fighting me. over nothing? I think it's that oh. this is an internal conflict in Doug. This is like Doug having that moment where he chooses his path, yeah. right? The he violent urges save. versus submitting to authority. The urge to right. exert authority himself versus knowing that Lamar Bone rules over him for all time. Right. And of course, exactly. he goes with extant authority over the imagined version of the world where he could kill the little nerd within himself and finally show Roger what's what. Yeah. This is Doug oh, resolving God. not to change. <laughs> Finally, Doug won't change. <clears throat> yeah. This is so this so this entire episode. So let's just close this out and then we'll like take the cuz we're right at the end and then we'll like concretely resolve these theories. Um so it turns out that Roger actually did go to Mr. Bone. Uh he's like You didn't think I'd let you get cream, did you? Well, heck no, I wouldn't. Not unless I was doing the creaming. <laughs> oh, yeah, I get to cream my subby hubby. Oh, my God. Like, I oh, would yeah. fight you on that, but that is literally what's happening. Yeah, <laughs> no, it's like, so this is one of those things bad. where, again, we the first time we did this one in the Roger Doms Doug thing, like, 90s homophobia sucked shit. This yeah. also... There's the stank of that all over this, as far as... Yeah. No, seriously, if this isn't some vaguely relationshipy stuff, it's just totally inexplicable. There's a weird yeah. inability to tell the difference between somebody being aggressive towards you and somebody being affectionate towards you. And, and that is reinforced right after this, because Roger puts his arm around Doug and goes, well, let's go to the Honker Burger for shakes, your treat. I think things are going to be different from here on now. And then Doug put any like any like puts the doofus sign on Doug and then Doug takes the doofus sign puts it back on Roger, puts his arm around Roger and goes, you know something, Roger, I think you're right. So like, I think this is Doug being like, you know, I could have destroyed you and I still can, but I'm choosing to stay under your wing or something, right? Yes. So that's what you, this Daddy. is. Yeah. I could like, try the top for once, but <laughs> I'm more comfortable <sighs> here. It's so, like, wild. Like, that's what this whole... So that's the end of the episode, yeah. right? And, like, that... like I think, Also, they end on a punchline of... Yes, sirree. Things are gonna be different around here from now on. You know something, Roger? I think you're right. Fuck off, Jenkins. Nah. You're taunting nah. me now. Two things happen in the entire series of Doug. <laughs> <laughs> but Everything else is disposable. I think this is such a formulaic episode. Like, it seems so minimal on the, on the front. Like, we were even talking before this that we were like, what the fuck is there to this episode, right? But it seems, after we've discussed this, there is, like... 
This is so formulaic to like Doug's internal struggle between authority, like external and internal and violent versus passive that like this is that struggle, right? Yeah. And it's so appropriate that, 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 that in a world where everyone is all, everyone's color is all uh, any color under the sun, that these two are the only two fucking white characters. These are the only two that have like the same uh, pigment. And that like in the very beginning, it showed like the dog haircut in the shadow, like I think this is so crystal clear, right? Yeah. I don't know. I think I'm with you on this one. Like it's this episode is all about Doug's internal life. None of this actually happened, of course. We are agreed of on course. that. But uh, of course. This is Doug working through his understanding of power, his idea of, well, what if I actually went out there and tried to change something? No, but then I'd have to be someone different, and I don't like that someone different. That's a 33-year-old man who bullies Doug. Doug doesn't want to be us, but sadly he will become us, and that is the grimmest (laughs) fate of all. Someone will call us goons, and also him. Yep. <laughs> oh man. So, what do we think the moral is on this one? Like, there's the dog. A little bullying is okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think that's it. Honestly, a little bullying's okay and is funny. I guess everything in moderation. Yeah. <laughs> bullying is okay as long as it's from the person who got there to bully you first. Any changing in the bully <laughs> power structure is not to be allowed. Right. Because they might oh, be better man. the devil you know than the devil you don't. Who is also you, but at age 33, but in ripped as hell. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Ugh. Well, I think that one covers it. I think we got a lot out of this. We squeezed this lemon dry. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> now time to drink down that sweet, delicious lemon juice without pouring any sugar into it. Good, good. Just like we do every episode for you, the viewer. <laughs> I'm going to wash my eyes in it because I have cataracts yeah. now. I'm bleeding. <laughs> uh, well, I think then it's about to call this one here. Thanks for joining us, everyone, in another episode of The Funny Papers. We'll see you next time. Goodbye. Bye. Bye. Hey, everyone. We'd recorded this episode a few weeks ago before the recent explosion of egregious police brutality. We've attached some links in the description to videos by people who know what they're talking about and also ways that you can help protesters. We hope you'll consider checking out these options. Thanks again for listening.